0: Welcome to the broadcast. Speak My Word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis, and we are living in the time of the end. Incliners. Fly. Four. Three. Two. One. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. We are going to uh, get into the word. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 11. Let's just go ahead and open up in prayer. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for another opportunity to speak your word. We ask that you bless the hear. We invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. And we ask you, Father Yehovah, in Jesus Christ's name, that you would open up your word to us, guide and direct our steps, surround us with a hedge of protection wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5, and warrior angels with flaming swords. We pray this right now. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over all of us in our family. Jesus Christ, mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay, friends, welcome back. And coming up at the top of the hour, we will have John Gogan, chapter 11 of Genesis. And the whole earth was of one language. And of one speech. I think it was probably Hebrew. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, and let us make brick, and burn them throughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, and let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And Yahovah came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men built. And Yahovah said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So Jehovah scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. Because Jehovah did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did Jehovah scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. These are the generations of Shem. Shem was one of the three sons of Noah. Shem was a hundred years old. And Beget Arphaxad. Two years after the flood. And Shem lived after he Beget Arphaxad. 500 years and begat sons and daughters. And our said, lived 35 years and begat Salah. And our said, lived after he begat Salah 403 years and begat sons and daughters. And Salah lived 30 years and begat Eber. And Salah lived after he begat Eber 403 years and begat sons and daughters. And what we see here is the uh, the time it took for them to bear children uh, rapidly decreasing. Some of these guys were waiting until like, you know, past 100 years old, have their first children. I'm like, what's up with that? People are getting married and having children at 16 in Georgia. <laughs> and now they're getting younger and younger, you know, more normal, what we see today. But they're living a lot less, too. And Eber lived 34 years and begat Peleg. And Eber lived after he begat Peleg 430 years and begat sons and daughters. And Peleg lived 30 years and begat Ru. And Peleg lived after he begat Ru 209 years and begat sons and daughters. Now Peleg is uh, an important name because I believe it's during the time of this guy, Peleg, that the, um, the continents were scattered in the days of Peleg, broken apart. I think we had one large mass, some call it Pangea. But the earth, the earth split apart, you know, you can kind of fit it back together like a jigsaw puzzle. It all fits together, doesn't it? Can you imagine what happened to cause that cataclysmic state? Where continents actually broke apart. Good grief. And Ruh lived 32 years and begat Sirug. And Ruh lived after begat Sirug 207 years and begat sons and daughters. And Sirug lived 30 years and begat Nahor. And Serug lived after begat Nahor 200 years and begat sons and daughters. And Nahor lived 29 years and begat tirah And Nahor lived after begat Terah 119 years and begat sons and daughters. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. What we're seeing here is a a genealogical record, a chain of custody. All the way up to Jesus. We'll see it. Now we recognize these names, right? Abram, who would become Abraham. And also Lot. Remember Lot, his nephew. Or was that his cousin? Wait a minute. Terah begat Abram. Abram. Nahor and Haran. Haran begat Lot. Okay, no, it was his uh, nephew. That's correct. He was Uncle Abram. And Haran died from his father Terah in the land of his nativity and Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife Milcah the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren, she had no child. And Terah Took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran his son's son, and Sarai his daughter in law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Now Jehovah had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country. Abram had his children and um, we'll, we'll be reading more about Jacob who became Israel later his 12 sons, 12 tribes but Genesis 12, 3 God gives a, a command with a promise You know, he, he says I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee still in effect today Get away from those people that want to curse Israel and blame all the the troubles on Israel and the Messiah. I read it just about every week. It's repulsive to me, and it should be to you, because when you go down that trail and you begin to attack Israel, ultimately you're going to run smack dab into the hands of God, and you're going to come under a curse. Sooner or later, It's bound to happen because you're running afoul of Genesis 12.3, which has never been rescinded. On the other hand, if you want to be blessed, bless Israel financially. Stand with them as the world is standing against them. Don't be partied with those that are throwing Israel under the bus. There's an internet radio program that I don't listen to. Because they've got a long history of attacking Israel and the Jewish people. They don't like Zion. They don't like the Zionist. Well, that means you don't like God, because God is a Zionist. So is a Mega Man, too. What a Zionist is, it's someone who's in support of Israel and their right to all the land that God gave them. Gave to Abraham and Isaac, the child of promise. And no one has a right to preempt God's land deed to the Jewish people. There's many that are trying to do it. They say, oh, well, we'll override God, and we'll decide who gets the land. And early on, I had to renounce President Trump, even after I'd voted for him. Later I forgave them, but that's only because the land deal, the land for peace deal failed. Jared Kushner was behind that. And you know what? Maybe the, the majority of that bill could have been pro-Israel, but then still there were parts of it that would have required Israel, had it been signed by all parties, to give up land for peace. And Israel's land is non-negotiable. And that's where I draw the line in the sand. We must obey God rather than men. And then the second strike was when President Trump hired into a temporary position a homosexual Christian. Now, it's impossible to be a homosexual Christian. You're a homosexual or you're a Christian. You can't be both. And I forget the guy's name right off the top of my hat. And I was thinking, man, okay, so Trump's going to divide Israel and he's embracing sodomites. I've made a big mistake here and I repudiated him. Is that the right word? Later that temporary position was filled with a permanent, the guy was gone and the land for peace still fell through and I thought, well here I am sitting over here on the sidelines and I don't want to be associated with those Trump haters. And I'm doing no good sitting on the sidelines. So I went back in. That was a close call, though. Had he continued forward with that homosexual appointee, I would have just had to let it go. If he had was had been successful in striking a peace deal with land as part of the bargain to go to the Palestinians, I would have never consider Trump again. Two close calls. You know, I had to make a stand for what is right. Stand up, stand with God, or are you going to bow to men? And there is a uh, a friend that I had the podcast the world. He won't do a program anymore. We were on good terms, I thought. And then he heard that I was uh, coming out against Trump for those two reasons that I just mentioned, and uh, he threw me under the bus. Threw me under the bus. Don't want to do a program anymore. Thought I was with the enemy. No, I'm with God. If standing for the Word of God has made me your enemy, then so be it. I will obey God rather than men. And here we are. Fast forward. I did vote for Trump twice. Second election was stolen. If I mentioned uh, who stole it and was party, I would probably be part of the trillion dollar lawsuit right now. That's not going after Newsmax. Went after Fox and got a big fat deal. Well, it was a number of uh, parties that were part of the election still, and why should we think that we'll get a fair shot this time? Communist crooks why would they play fair this time and they didn't do it last time? Unless God intervenes, shuts them down. But back to Genesis 12. This is a promise that's still in effect today. So I encourage you. Obey God. Bless Israel. You don't have to agree with all their politics. You know what? They've got some wicked things going on over there just as they have wicked things going on in America. But I don't throw America under the bus. I don't throw Israel under the bus. And we want to bless Israel. If you love God, and you love the Jewish people, which you better, uh, then stand up for them as the world is trying to destroy them and take their land. If you don't like Israel, then you will not like living there because that's where we're going when Jesus comes back. So Abram departed. Abram departed as Jehovah had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim, unto the land of Moreh. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And Jehovah appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there built he an altar unto Jehovah, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto Jehovah, and called upon the name of Jehovah. And Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there. For the famine was grievous in the land. Sometimes you got to pick up the Beverly and move to greener pastures. And it came to pass, when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. In other words, she was a beautiful lady he was married to. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife? And they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. So I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. And it came to pass that when Abram was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. If you're a king, you could, you know, you could have any single woman; just take her. And he had treated Abram well for her sake. He gave him gifts, treated him well, and he had sheep and oxen and he had, he asses and men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels. And Jehovah plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why saidst thou, She is my sister? So I might have taken her to me to wife. Now therefore, behold thy wife, take her and go thy way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away, and his wife, and all that he had. We're going to have to stop there. We uh, we got two chapters in. Again, remember, Genesis 12, 3 is still in play. And if you want a blessing, stand with Israel, bless them. God's going to sort it all out. Okay? Um, but we don't want to be thrown out because we stood against the apple of his eye. Again, we're grafted in the wild with the natural into the olive tree, which is Jesus Christ. The wild branches with the natural branches. The Gentile with believers in Christ, with the Jewish believers in Christ. We come together one people, commonwealth, one new man. Under the Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who's coming back, and he's going to rule and reign from Mount Zion. Zion is God's beloved mountain. Go do a word search on Zion. That's where God uh, is going to rule and reign. His son, Jesus Christ, will be sitting on the throne there. The king of kings, the lord of lords. You don't want to be against Zion. You want to embrace Zion. I love Zion. God loves Zion. And if you hear people use the word Zion in a derogatory way, that will show you their true colors. What they have inside of them is actually the spirit of Adolf Hitler. And we know where he's at tonight. He's burning in hell. You don't want to join him. But you will if you attack Israel and the Jewish people. God will curse you, and you may die prematurely and go out in a body bag. Bless Israel. Pray for the peace of Israel. Pray for the salvation of the Jews. If they do not come to the Messiah, then they're lost too. There's no other way the Father, Yahovah, but through the Son, Jesus Christ, whether you're Jew or Gentile. But nobody has a right to that land, and nobody in their right mind would even dare to think that they could preempt God. Those that do so are fools. And you and I don't want to be a fool. Amen? That's my micro sermon. Okay, we're going to save this. Be right back.